0: Let us pray together the prayer for illumination. Lord, open our hearts and minds by the power of your Holy Spirit, that as the scriptures are read and the word proclaimed, we may hear with joy what you say to us today. Amen. A lesson from the Gospel of Matthew 11:2 through 11. When John heard in prison what the Messiah was doing, he sent word by his disciples and said to him, Are you the one who is to come, or are we to wait for another? Jesus answered them, Go and tell John what you hear and see. The blind receive their sight, the lame walks, the lepers are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead arise, and the poor have good news brought to them. And blessed is anyone who takes no offense at me. As they went away, Jesus began to speak to the crowds about John. What did you go out in the wilderness to look at, a reed shaken by the wind? What did you go out and see? Someone dressed in soft robes. Look, those who wear soft robes are in royal places. What then did you go out to see? A prophet? Yes, I tell you, and more than a prophet. This is one about whom it is written: "See, I am sending my messenger ahead of you, who will prepare you, who, who will prepare your way before you." Truly, I tell you, among those born of women, no one has arisen greater than John the Baptist. Yet the least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. The word of God for the people of God. To, God. I'd like to invite any
1: children who are here in the sanctuary to come join me up here. And if you're worshiping from home, just move a little closer to your screens and we'll have a moment together with all of y'all and me and one of my old friends. Good morning, good morning. Good to see you all. Come on down. <laughs> it's all good. Well, I want to introduce you to a very old friend. His name is Gilly, and he has been my friend for almost, well, I'll say at least 35 years. Can you believe that, how old he is? A friend of mine gave him to me in high school. And I've had him for so long, and I've hugged him so much that he doesn't really even sit up straight anymore. He just kind of, he's getting a little tired. But Gilly was with me in high school, and then he went with me to college in my first apartment with my first job. He has been with me my whole life, and everywhere I have lived, Gilly has stayed in my room. And there have been some times when I've gone through some hard stuff, like when I was really sick, or one time I had to have surgery, or when my parents passed away, and I was really sad. And I could just put Gilly's little arms around my neck and just hold on to Gilly and cry. There were times when I was really happy And I could squeeze Gilly with all my excitement or throw him up in the air and say, oh, I'm so excited. I get to go to this party or I get to do this fun thing. So Gilly has been with me in all the ups and downs and happy and hard times in my life. Yes? Well, you get to do some fun things, too. Yeah, that sounds really fun. Maybe you need a stuffed animal you can toss up in the air. That's very exciting. Well, one of the things that Gilly helps me remember and sort of reminds me of, even though, you know, he's just a stuffed animal. Somebody took some fabric and fuzzy things and put some soft things inside and and just made this stuffed animal. But Gilly reminds me of how God is with me in everything. And even if things are hard and difficult, God is with me. And when things are good and I'm really happy, God is with me. One of the things we say in church, if if once you get old enough to stay through church, you'll get to say over and over again, God is with us. We are not alone. And that's one thing that sometimes stuffed animals can remind us of, and we can always remind each other of that. Let's pray together. Gracious God, We thank you for being with us in everything, when we're sad, when we're happy, when times are good, when times are hard. You never, ever leave us. Thank you for this season of the year where we learn about Jesus, who's also called Emmanuel, a name that means God is with us. Thank you for Jesus, and in his name we pray, amen. Okay, if you are three, four, or five, you can go with Pastor Chris or Pastor Maggie to Children's Church. And if you're older than that, you can go back to sit with family or friends. Well, it's the third Sunday of Advent, and usually about this time in the season of Advent, Regardless of what's going on in the world around us or where you are in your Christmas shopping list or party plans, we come into church about this time of year and we run into John the Baptist. This guy dressed in camel's hair and eating locusts and pacing up and down the banks of the Jordan River preaching repentance. And when the Pharisees and Sadducees come to him, he says, "'You brood of vipers!' And I remember last year Aaron just relishing that opportunity to look out into the sanctuary and say, you brood of vipers, right? Right. (laughs) That's the John the Baptist we're used to bumping into in Advent because he was the prophet that God called to prepare the way for the Messiah. He was the one in Jesus' generation to be most immediate in preparing the people, calling them to self-examination, calling them to get ready. And he did that so faithfully. We see him at the beginning of Matthew's gospel, preaching on the banks of the Jordan River and calling people to repent for the kingdom of heaven is coming near. He tells them that the Christ is coming with wrath And he will have in his hand the winnowing fork, and he will separate the wheat from the chaff, the good and the bad. So you better get your life in order. Wake up, he's coming, be ready. But that's not the John the Baptist we see this morning. This morning, when we find John, he's in prison. Time has passed, months, perhaps years. And John has been thrown into a cell by King Herod, for he dared to criticize King Herod. He spoke out and called Herod to account for marrying his brother's wife. And so Herod wants to shut him up, and so he shuts him up in a prison cell. And so we don't know how long John has been there, but he's surrounded by these four walls, sitting in darkness. And he's beginning to wonder about it all. Perhaps he's been hearing reports now about Jesus and Jesus' ministry. And it's left him with some questions. And so, at this point, he sends some of his disciples with a message for Jesus, with a question. And he asks, are you the one who is to come, or should we wait for another? Now, there's so many different ways to interpret this question that John asks, and we dug into several of them in Bible study. We don't know John's tone. We don't know the state of his his faith or his soul at that point. But I will tell you, for me, reading through the lens of my own life in this moment, what I hear John saying is, are you really the Messiah or Not because I'm sitting in a prison cell and Herod has defeated me my ministry is over and and I was prepared for the Messiah to come and set things straight clean house and there were some among our people who were prepared for the Messiah to come in and drive out the Roman army and take over the, the throne of David once again and to establish Israel as a great nation as it once was but Time's going on, and that's not what I'm seeing. I'm wondering if we see in this moment a John who's beginning to doubt, who's not quite sure if Jesus is the right one or not. We know that in chapter 3, John had come face-to-face with Jesus. He had baptized Jesus and had said to Jesus, I shouldn't baptize you, you should baptize me. John knew in that moment, but now, given the circumstances, I wonder if he's, he's not so sure anymore. If that's the case, maybe it's good for us to encounter John the Baptist in this moment of Advent. Because maybe there are among us, maybe in our own lives, we too are feeling some uncertainty Some of us feel like we are in a prison cell or sitting in darkness. Perhaps it's because of a recent diagnosis, or we're sitting in the darkness of grief, or we've just lost a job, or a relationship is falling apart, or we look around at the world and we think this war in Ukraine will never end. All of the things going on around us and we wonder, Jesus, are you coming? Are you with us? Perhaps we have expectations like John the Baptist may have had or like the people of Israel may have had, looking for a Messiah who was going to come in and fix everything, the conquering hero, to meet all of our expectations and make all of our lives what we want them to be. So I don't know about you, but I can identify with John in this moment. I look at him in this image on the cover of our bulletin, which comes to us from a Spanish painter in the 16th century. And this is John with the ropes around his wrist in his dark prison cell, contemplating a cross. This Messiah for whom he has prepared the way that he's been announcing and getting the people ready to receive has come in a very different way. What we've seen of Jesus so far in Matthew's gospel is the Sermon on the Mount, blessed are the meek, blessed are the poor in spirit. We've seen him spending time on the margins, bringing good news to the poor and sight to the blind and reaching out to the lepers and the outcasts. And we see in his story one who ends up giving up his life on a cross in a way that to the world will look like defeat and not the conquering hero. So the question for us is, are we willing to receive this Messiah as he comes? If we look at Jesus' response to John's question, I think we can find hope. For Jesus does not say, how dare he ask that question? We met already. He baptized me. He should know. No, I think Jesus understands John's question. And he says to John's disciples, go and tell him what you see. The blind receive their sight. The lame walk. The deaf hear, the poor have good news brought to them. And blessed is anyone who does not stumble over me because of who I am. Yes, John, Jesus says, I am coming in a way that perhaps you did not expect. But can you see the kingdom of God being fulfilled in this work that I'm doing Can you see that rather than standing apart and judging and and waving my winnowing fork around and cleaning house, that I am coming alongside the hurting and the lost and the left out and the grieving, that I'm offering myself and my presence to them and to the world? Christ is revealed as a Messiah who is Emmanuel, God with us not God who comes and fixes everything or ends all of our problems or resolves everything right now though we do believe that day is coming but for the time being as we wait in Advent my prayer for myself and for all of us is that we can examine what our expectations are and let them go and allow ourselves to receive the Messiah who is coming to us, born in poverty, a powerless, vulnerable little baby who will live among the poor and die on a cross and somehow, through the mystery of the incarnation, save us all. Thanks be to God.